So, Mike, what does a typical uh, packed bag of yours look like when you go on one of your trips? Always carry on if you can. Uh, I typically, although the, the the jackets, the suit jackets are, are good enough quality from, from Brent that they're not going to wrinkle, I still prefer not to just stuff them in a suitcase. <laughs> so I... I typically wear the jacket over, say, maybe even a T-shirt, depending on the temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you, you divvy up enough space for your bathroom bag. That's important. Uh, and then if there's a front pocket, I find that's where I can put, you know, uh, boxer shorts, socks. You don't want to waste the prime real estate on something that you know you can stuff in that front pocket and not worry about it getting wrinkled. So that, those are some tips. Very nice. And how many changes? How many changes on a typical weekend? Well, if it's you know a weekend of say a, a football or a basketball game, you know you you've got your your day that you travel in, mm-hmm. and you know typically that's an ordeal with dealing with ornery gate agents at the Atlanta <laughs> airport that are just typically miserable human beings that are unhappy with their station life. <laughs> So when you go through that ordeal, that's going to burn one pair of boxer shorts. You can't wear those the next day. Then you got to have one for game day. Got to have a fresh pair for game day, and then you want to have a fresh pair for for takeoff or get back home day. So I would say three. Three, nice, nice to know, nice to know. Okay, so what do you make of the tournament action so far? What's caught your attention? Well, I guess you're talking about Nashville specifically, since that's where you are. Uh, well, I'm in Greensboro, you know, but you can talk about Nashville. Oh, okay. I thought you were in Nashville. My bad. That's okay. Uh, well, we could talk. We could talk about either one. I, yeah. You know, I don't think I, I don't think we've had uh, too many shockers here yet, and that's that's uh, not surprising. I mean, we go through this every year, and I, I heard it again, and I'm not going to mention who said it, but the the cliche of anybody can win it. Uh, you know, it's a whole new season, and that's. A crock. I mean, typically, if you are like the 14 seed, you're a 14 seed for a reason. It's because you're not nearly as good as the teams at the top. So you might be able to spring an upset, maybe two at the most, and then you're going to likely go down. I mean, it, it, that's that's typically the case. So, I mean, I remember maybe the best kind of run – of a team that did not have a great regular season was the Gamecock team that did go to Nashville and made it all the way to the championship game and lost lost by two points to the eventual national champion Florida Gators. Uh, And that was a team nobody thought was going to get that far and nearly won the whole thing. And winning that final game, those two points, would have been the difference between going to the big dance or going on to the NIT, which, as we know, they won the NIT. But that's the exception of the rule. Typically, like for example, in the SEC, there's not 14 teams that, that have a chance of winning it. Obviously, a couple have already been eliminated. But there's, in my mind, there's really only three or four. You know, there's there's Alabama, there's Texas A&M, um, maybe Tennessee, Kentucky. You know, if you wanted to throw a wild card in there, you you, you can. But then you're then you start running out of teams that obviously can honestly go the distance. And the same thing in the ACC. I mean, once you get past Miami, Virginia, Duke, um, you know, maybe Clemson, if you want to throw them in there, they did, obviously they've proven they can 
win in that league. They did it for much of the year, but they've been very inconsistent here of late. And so that would give me pause to say that they can win the whole thing. But uh, they certainly have a chance to make a run. I don't think the ACC top to bottom is very good this year. I, I haven't for a while. And so that, that leads to some teams that maybe don't ordinarily get very far in this event that certainly could. Yeah. Watching uh, Duke play today, boy, they looked they looked awfully good. We'll see how North Carolina plays tonight. They're underway in their game here, and they're up on Virginia 5-2. to two. And in Nashville, Arkansas has jumped on Auburn 10-2. to two. So we talk about the SEC, and you're dealing with a situation there, too, where even though Tennessee won today as the five seed in the tournament, uh, they're down a top player in their point guard. Mm-hmm. I wonder when the committee looks at Tennessee – how much that impacts their seeding. Do you think when they see a key player down like that, they may, they might drop you a spot or two in the seedings? It's happened in the past, absolutely. You're talking about Ziegler, their point guard. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's a very, very key piece to what they do. Um, that's not to say they don't have other weapons, but you know they've already struggled offensively many times this year. You take his quickness and ability to run the point away and um, – uh, I, I I don't think there's any question that the human beings that that are in that room that make that decision could very well uh, kind of use that against them a little bit in seeding. They're going to make the tournament regardless, uh, but they might not get the seed. That's a team that a few weeks ago we were talking about as a number one seed. Mm-hmm. They're certainly not going to get that now. Mike Morgan, Morgan on the move with us here tonight on Sports Talk. And, uh, Mike, you've seen South Carolina play on several different occasions this year. As the season went along, uh, Lamont Paris said last night after the game he can't remember a team that had grown more from the beginning of the season to the end. Did you see that kind of progress from his first installment with USC? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, they clearly played better, you know, February on. Uh, it was It was clearly a case of where – Guys started grasping the concepts of, of what he wants to do offensively and defensively. Some guys matured. Some, some players got more consistent. There was a little bit more of a rhythm. They were still outmanned almost every game, but they started beating teams uh, that were perhaps a little bit better, and they started playing with just about everybody. So I, I was encouraged with the way the team played down the stretch, and I, I think of the future. We know Gigi's not going to be back, but I still say they're going to be a better team not, no knock on Gigi, but you're going to have Michi, you're going to have Jacoby Wright, and you're going to have Josh Gray. Uh, and then you're going to have a whole lot of players out of the portal that are going to be more prepared to play at this level than what you had this year. So uh, I, I think if you're a Gamecock fan, you're encouraged with how the season ended. More, moreover, you're encouraged about what next year's team is going to look like because I really think there's going to be some quality additions in the portal. Staying in state, what is your takeaway as to what Clemson needs to do? Do you feel like they're comfortably in the tournament? Are they sitting on the bubble? Do they have to win tonight, or do they have to actually maybe make it to the finals, in your opinion, to make sure they get in? Well, let's see. Uh, you know, I I get the Joe Lenardi email literally <laughs> like, like on the hour, every yeah. hour. Last Joe, one came Joe in at e- 420. <laughs> uh, do you get this too? Um I, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. What do we got here? Wait a minute. Is it free? Is it free? Is it is that thing free? It's free for me. 
Well, I mean, I'm um, going to sign up for. Where do I sign up? JoeLenardi.com. Well, you don't sign up for it. It's a, it's a work email. Is it? Uh, we I am to, a. I am an ESPN announcer.com. Do I sign up? Where do I sign up? <laughs> I tell you what. Forward it to you. But the the last email I have, Joe has Clemson. Uh, I'm reading this right now. On the next four, he's the number one team on the next four out, which would be number seventy five or excuse me, 73, mm-hmm. right in front of Michigan, Oregon, and Vanderbilt, right behind Wisconsin, North Carolina. I'm starting to sound like Phil Cornwood on a recruiting report. <laughs> Wisconsin, North Carolina, Nevada, and Arizona State. <laughs> so that tells you they've got to win tonight, huh? So that to answer your question, honestly, I mean, we can joke about Lenardi, and, and, and Joe's got a really good sense of humor about it. I mean, he's, he, he knows that it's a niche within a niche within a niche. And, but the bottom line is he's right like 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. If you believe that, and I have no reason not to, they got to win tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if, if not, I, I think they're looking at an NIT bid. Well, I think, I think uh, that's the last thing they want to hear, too. Uh, but I think what you've said, the, the perceived or actual – uh, downturn of the ACC. When we look at these history marks that we've been talking about on this show, um, no no team, what was it that Pat said, no team has finished in the top four regular season. The ACC has been left out of the tournament. Something Just like that. since it expanded. Top Just three. One Only one yeah. time, yeah, UVA in 1999, going back yeah. to when the, it was expanded in 1985. And then we had the tweet earlier that no ACC team with a, a league Regular season winning percentage of over, what was it, over 60% has been left out, and Clemson's over that. But maybe it's the perceived or actual weakness of the league this year that's going to bite a team that finished number three. And two quad four losses. Mm -hmm. Yep. And do do you remember remember a few years ago when Frank Martin, it seems like Frank had a bubble team almost every year. Frank had a bubble team, and the conference record was good. And people were saying, this is an outrage. Why are we not? There was a loss to Stetson, and Stetson was one of the worst teams in college basketball. It was a loss at home, which was quad four. And that loss just never, it's, it seemed like it just stayed with you like a bad case of indigestion, right? Like you couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> you wanted yeah. to have it expunged from the record, but you couldn't. And it, it might have cost them getting into the tournament. All right, real quick, want to shift gears to baseball. I know you'll be turning your attention to that here pretty much uh, full-time once you get to your baseball schedule. SEC season starts next weekend. ACC season is getting underway as well. And so the Gamecocks, let's just talk very quickly. They took the series from Clemson. They uh, are hitting home runs at a colossal rate. I'm looking at some of their stats nationally. I'll give you a few examples. Number one in the country in home runs per game. Number two in actual home runs hit. Fourth in runs scored. They are second in being hit by pitch. Uh, Sixth in earned run average off the mound. Uh, They are ninth in scoring. They are eighth in sack flies. In other words, Mike, they are doing a lot of... Wait a minute now. Hang on. I know they're not facing the greatest... number again? The sac- <laughs> sacrifice? I think the sacrifice fly is an important part of baseball, and they're ninth in the country in hitting well, sacrifice flies. I think that's a very – my point is 
Okay. Okay. What is my point, Mike? <laughs> I don't know what your point is when you start bringing up sacrifice flies. Uh, I'm just what, Mike. What? I'm talking about how well, that sacrifice bunts. Right. Have, have uh, they laid down uh, any bunts lately? Uh, I just want to ask you about your opinion of them offensively yes. with this pitching staff. Do you think that they will have a opportunity to make a run in the SEC with what they have showed so far? I, it's a very fair question. I Thank think you. it's a little too. You're welcome. It's it, it's a little too early. Hundred fifty third in sacrifice bunts. By the way, go ahead. There we go. Well, there's still time to improve on that. Um, look, everybody's hitting home runs right now in True. college baseball. Um, I, I'm not trying to take away from the record, but clearly the the non-conference schedule is what it is. The the, the conference victory over Clemson is always huge. I, I don't care where Clemson is and where they finish. Those games mean so much, and that is a postseason-like atmosphere, postseason-like feel, uh, the tension and all that other stuff that you'll have come June. You have, so that's always big. But until you start doing it in the SEC, you're not going to you're not going to have everybody excited about where you stand in terms of making a postseason run, which is what you're you're asking. You know, are they the kind of team that can do damage in the SEC, do damage in June, get to a super, and be two wins away from Omaha? Way too early. Way too early. You've got a lot of newcomers, clearly. You know, last year when you and I had, had this conversation, I said point blank, and I knew from people that I trusted, that team was going to struggle in the SEC. That team was going to be overmanned, and then you threw in injuries to the pitching staff, and it, 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 is what it, it was what it was. This year, I'm not saying that. This year, I think they've got the, the personnel to compete. But as always, you have to look at it. There are six or seven teams in the top ten that happen to, to reside in the SEC, and you've got to play them. You've got to play most of them. You've got to play 30 conference games. So we'll find out where they stand. Let's, let's wait till say, I don't know, mid-April before we really have an idea just how good this team is. Well, that's logical. Uh, but I'm just saying, having seen them a lot, and with the way they're swinging the bat, and you know, I think a lot of credit, I guess, goes to Monty Lee because he works with the hitters now. What he's come in and some of his hitting philosophies and mm-hmm. the way they are drawing walks, the way they're getting hit by pitches, the way they're hitting with power. Um, right. I think it's a sign of what they can do. Now, I know they're going to face a ton better pitching moving forward. I, I get that. Much better. Yeah. It, infinitely yeah. better pitching. Yeah. Infinitely better pitching. So none of those I, – I, I hate to diffuse your momentum there. None of those stats mean anything to me based on who they've played. I, I, tell me after nine conference games, three series in the SEC – Tell me where they rank statistically in conference play, and then I think I'll have a better idea of what are we looking at. Fifth in slugging percentage. <laughs> How about OPS? Give me, give me some OPS, Phil. That's the stat. That's the new age stat. Everybody wants to know on base plus slugging. What do you have? How about WAR? If I give you the WAR, how will that work for you? I, I think WAR is a silly, silly stat that is completely. I, I, I when you listen to some of the war numbers on major league players, yeah, it is so misleading. Don't come to me with war. Come to me with OPS. I'm, I'm a big believer in OPS. Don't yeah, come to yeah. me with war. They don't. They don't have that here. But I have yet to been able to figure Good. out what wins 
after replacement actually means. Above, above replacement. I'm sorry, wins above replacement. That's even <laughs> worse. What does it mean? It means that if you... If, if you're talking about a specific player, let's say, I don't know, pick one of your, your Yankees. Who's Aaron your Judge. favorite Yankee, Phil? Aaron Judge. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So Aaron Judge's war is going to be quite high, especially coming off an MVP season. It, 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 in other words, his war would be how many more games do the Yankees win with him starting in the outfield than your average replacement your yeah. average outfielder in, in his place. And I don't know what the number would be, you know, 12, whatever. Yeah. And that's that. But, you know, how they come up with that, I, I have no idea and I don't trust it. There's so, there's so many other numbers in the game that I do trust that I don't look at war. I'm all about you know, peace, Mike, Phil. I don't like war. You know, Mike, I know. I get that. Give, give peace a chance. I'm all about the numbers on the scoreboard. If you ask me in the final analysis, that's the only number that matters. What's on the scoreboard? Absolutely. It's all about the slugging percentage against uh, Tennessee Tech. <laughs> they haven't played Tennessee that, Tech that yet. But give them time. Give them time. Okay, uh, we're going to go let you iron your shorts for when you get back yeah, on please. the road. And uh, we'll talk yeah. to you next week. <laughs> I look forward to it, guys. Be well. Light Thanks, starch, Mike. Light starch and a lot of ironing. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it very much. Okay, Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move with us here on Sports Talk.